The year is 2014. Kia has introduced their second line of the flying car. Nike's new Jordans tie themselves, and Atari is back in the console business. Join us today as Chris, Anthony, Jimmy, and Eden predict the future with the help of IGN's human cyborg relations activist, Nick Scarpino. Does Jimmy think Nintendo will bring Mario out of retirement this year? Find out on this week's 36th Man 2014 Prediction Show. This week's episode has been brought to you in part by Bifco, Biff's Pleasure Paradise Hotel and Casino. Welcome to episode 7 of the 36th Man Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris, joined by Anthony, Eden, Jimmy, and our (laughs) our special (laughs) guest this week, Nick. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, guys. Hey. Good, good. I appreciate that you have no words for describing Nick. (laughs) Nick, tell us about yourself. Tell us about myself. Yeah. Jimmy, what are, yeah, what are the things you got to do is you got to get nicknames for everyone. It makes the intros so much easier. Uh, <laughs> can't do it. It's a lot. It's a little bit easier when your last name is Champagne. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There's number one. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, actually, thanks for uh, – real quick before we start, thanks for inviting me, guys. It's awesome to be, really, uh, be a part of your podcast. Um, for people who don't know who I am out there, uh, I am the manager of production over at IGN.com. Um, as well as a producer for the Game Over Greggy channel, uh, which is on YouTube. Um, and basically, I've just, uh, yeah, I produce a lot of the video that you see on IGN.com. So if there's something crazy that you've seen, tech, uh, I most likely have had a part in that. Um, so that's that's me in a nutshell. Cool. So, so you work pretty closely with Alexis then? I work, uh, yeah, I work very closely with Alexis. I work very closely with Greg uh, Miller. For those of you who don't know who he is, Google him. You'll see him with his shirt off a lot. Um, Listen to last week's show. Right. Exactly. Yes, please. Uh, check out the, check out our podcast. If you allow me to pimp that for a second. On uh, YouTube.com forward slash Game Over Greggy. Or you can just go to GameOverGreggy.com. And we have a nice little redirect that will take you right there. Uh, we do a weekly podcast uh, Fridays. that comes out Fridays on Bandcamp and Mondays on uh, YouTube. Um, where it's four friends hanging out, having fun. And it usually uh, de-evolves into debauchery. <laughs> Yes. So it's good. Always good. Um, but yes, I work very closely with Alexis. I work very closely with the, the IGN video team um, and the IGN editorial staff to uh, to make any number of crazy things that you may or may not have experienced when you go uh, Google searching for uh, Destiny or whatever is going to be the 
as the game, the next game for uh, PlayStation 4 or Xbox 360 or Xbox One that you're looking forward to. Um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you play games just as much as everyone else? I actually don't play games as much as everyone else. Uh, that's kind of a little hidden secret that I don't keep so quite so secret since I just told, Uh-oh. for all intents and purposes, four perfectly uh, perfect strangers. But um, you just told all ten of our listeners. There you go, boom. that against me. No, I don't play games too much. Not because I don't like games. Um, I just, uh, I just, don't, it's hard to have time to do that, which is kind of weird because it's the industry I'm in. Uh, but a lot of times you're around it. Uh, it's sort of like when people, I guess, I've never actually experienced this myself, but I've heard that when you shoot porn, it's very difficult to actually then go back and watch porn uh, because you're kind of tired of it. That's, that's actually true. not really the case. But I'm around <laughs> it all the time, you know, and I see people playing. I got to play at work. Um, that's true. <laughs> um, and so it's, you know, it's awesome to be a part of that industry uh, and, and be around and watch the guys that actually get to review the games and, you know, see the games before everything comes out. Um, and I do play some games. I'll play the big ones. Like I just finished playing GTA or I haven't finished playing GTA five, but I'm at midway through that. Um, I like, I haven't played Arkham origins yet, but that's one I really want to look for. I'm looking forward to as soon as I get some time, which will probably be in two years from now when the next one comes out. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I actually, my, my thing is actually more movies. So I love, love, love movies. I love the entertainment industry in general, but movies specifically. Uh, so let's do the rundown then. What, what consoles do you own? What consoles are you playing on? Currently, right now, just the Xbox 360. Actually, um, I've, I'm still, I'm a really late adopter when it comes to stuff, which is kind of ridiculous for working at IGN. Um, but there's so many consoles floating around. I'm still sort of figuring out where I want to, what I want to invest in. I'll, I will eventually end up getting the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, but right now, I use, I actually use the Xbox a little bit more as a media console than I do anything else, truth be told. Um, I'm, I'm using it more as a, more to buy video, stream movies. Uh, my wife, I'm married, so my wife loves it too because we can, you know, it's very easy for her to navigate. So I, I will most likely lean Xbox One, I'll be honest with you. That'll probably be the next. Uh, well, if you want it as a media center, that's what it's going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, no, it won't. <laughs> well, yours won't. <laughs> Why won't yours? Mine is fucked, man. It just... Is it? There's problems. I'm having so many problems with my Xbox One. Apparently, it's isolated because nobody seems to have these problems. Yeah, yet. I don't have the same issue oh, really? with him. He he has crazy. Yeah. What are some of the issues you're having? Faulty unit. It just never. It, okay, when when the voice when the voice commands work, they work great, but they only work like maybe thirty percent of the time. And when I'm watching TV, there's no – it's not like I live in, like, a circus tent where there's crazy, like, shit going on in the background all the time. Right. I'll be completely still, and that that, – I don't know what they call the the function when you wave at it and then you can use hand gestures, right? So that pops up constantly and will either change my channel or pause my TV, (laughs) and it's gotten worse So basically your your Xbox One is just fucking with you the entire time. Dude, it is like – Haunted beyond haunted. I don't know what's going on with that thing. I should have probably asked if we're allowed to swear on this podcast. I'm sorry about that guy. Xbox One. Hopefully it should turn No, I'm in another room. And it wouldn't anyways. Well, maybe. I don't know. If you're doing it, maybe it will. It doesn't work for me most of the time. I People next door to me have to hear me over here just like screaming and cussing at this thing because it never turns on and never turns off like it should. I told it to pause today. And it changed it to like channel 182. 
<laughs> and, I'm like, uh, and then it muted it, and I'm like, well, what do you, what's the, what is this like function for unmute? Do you say unmute? So I said unmute, and it changed it to 192. <laughs> it, it's just like for me, it's a total mess. It's not listening to anything that I'm saying. I mean, maybe it's because I'm old, uh, er, but I there's really no substitute for a good old fashioned controller in my in my opinion. That's just kind uh, of the way we're it goes. We're probably the same today. age. Yeah. Are we? I'm I'm 34. So I'm 30. I'll be 34 this year. Yeah, oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, to me, there's there's still like you know I, I've seen I've been at so many people's houses to have an Xbox One, and they end up every single time they'll start nice. It's like talking to a kid, right? You start like when yeah, your kid's right. about to like you know spill something, or like you know they're not holding two hands with a glass. Oh, shit. you're like you know yeah. Xbox, hold the glass, hold the glass. What did I just say? you know you get you get it just yeah. kind of ramps up. That's what it's like every time. That's exactly how it works for me. I, I get more and more aggressive towards it until finally I'm like, fuck this. Where are my controllers? Have you disabled I'm looking it? everywhere and I can't find like – no. You should. I, I don't – like – I don't know. I really appreciate it. I, 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 I'm... Um, I really appreciate it when you sat your son in front of it and it thought it was you. Yeah, my son's three and a half months old and it signed me in. And I wasn't even home. That's a that's a good indication that he's actually your son. So that's good. There's my DNA test right there. It's a connect DNA authentication. Now now I can call the doctor's office and cancel that. Perfect. So yeah, I'm I'm having some serious problems. But if okay, so you you and you're you're a movie buff then. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's why I, that's why I'm leaning to. And by the way, this is a, this has ostracized me from most of the guys in the office. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Tim Geddes, but he uh, he is determined to pull me over to the PlayStation. Uh, as uh, I was going to say, how does that even work? How like how are you doing a show with these guys? And like, I I was an Xbox 360 guy about two years ago until I started like hanging with Greg and like talking to those guys and then the next thing i know my xbox collecting dust and i'm buying like games for my ps3 and i don't even know how it happened i don't even i don't even like mentally remember the switch it just all of a sudden (laughs) i'm playing splinter cell on my ps3 and i'm like "Uh, what the fuck is going on yeah i mean i I started at ign the the uh, the month i think before the xbox 360 came out like before we got dev kits for that um so that was like my first system that I really remember. Like I was there right as the system launched. Um, that notwithstanding, I mean, a lot of people choose. Maybe they choose not to remember this, or maybe they just put it out of their minds. But the PS3 didn't really, wasn't really that fantastic out of the gate all the way no. up until maybe nope. a couple of years ago. So oh, it was recent, yeah. Yeah, um, and you know these systems, you know, traditionally don't last this long, and so we've actually been able to see them kind of uh, make up for a lot of their their past mistakes. But the 360 to me was always like the clear front runner, and so you know, being the the winner that I am, I just like to kind of align myself immediately with what I think is going to be. You know, it's all fanboyism. <laughs> um, but boy, that last E3 conference, you know, before the systems came out, and now the system, all the stuff that Microsoft's done since, is kind of proving me wrong. But I still hold true that the Xbox One does have a great shot of being a, a fantastic console. It already is. It's just they just need to iron out a lot of the kinks, like you know, it. Uh, Mistaking you for a three-year-old kid. <laughs> Three months. Yeah. Three month old. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> Sorry, I missed that word. Right? <laughs> no, I agree. Like, I own them both. I have a PS4 and an Xbox One. And I, I think as far as gaming consoles go, they're both great gaming consoles. And I have, I have beef with both of them. So, and then, 
all things mm-hmm. aside. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like this. You know, the experience that you're going to enjoy on it is what's it, what is what reigns supreme. You know, uh, it doesn't matter if, if they have good games. It's, it's going to be a, f- a fantastic system. That's just the way it goes. That's why the PS2 was so amazing, right? Yep. Yeah. There you so go. Before, before we get into our uh, predictions, Got it. since you love movies, let's talk. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about Ooh. movies. Sounds good. I like movies. What What are you into? Everything. There's not a movie I don't Everything. like. Yeah. Real. Uh, um, oh, oh yeah. Uh, John Carpenter. No, <laughs> love John Carpenter. I think I just watched Ghosts of Mars. Like. Oh, I just ago. watched that too. <laughs> it's always okay, on. You guys, always on you're fans of John Carpenter. Oh shit. If you guys are fans of John Carpenter, you're gonna love the intro to this uh, this this week's podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Can't wait. So so there's no it's no genre specific then. No, I mean uh, you know it's hard. It's like asking someone who loves food to pick a favorite. You know you, you just yeah. My my sort of tastes change with the wind, as they say. Like if it depends on the mood that I'm in. Um, right. I love them all. I mean, I, when I say I love them all, I mean, I love anything from, I just watched Casino and I'll probably watch like Bring It On later. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a time everything when it comes to movies, it's just like music to some degree. And I think that, you know, my tastes are just insanely broad when it comes to that. Uh, right. top Western, top Western, um, or one of tie between Once Upon a Time in the West and probably Unforgiven. Yes. I'll give it to Unforgiven just because yeah. that movie is just phenomenal phenomenal film if you haven't seen it check it out yeah that shit's amazing it's so good but yeah i mean like uh, you know that, that always comes up anytime you're in a conversation with anyone you say oh, i love movies i say what's your favorite film and it's just impossible for yeah, me to you pick can't do that. i have to go by genre you know yeah, but right. even then again it's it's like picking between your kids i know some parents can do it i don't even have kids but i probably couldn't do it <laughs> my xbox does it for me yeah. oh good yeah there it is <laughs> All right, problem solved, hidden bonus so, uh, what, what do you think the best movie of 2013 was? Oh God, there's so many what, good movies. What that came film out. did you enjoy the most? What film did I enjoy the most? I actually have to look through. I know there's one or two I'm gonna miss. I just my problem is I always anytime people ask me that I just immediately think back to the last film I saw. The last one you yeah. saw. Yeah, yeah <laughs> which happens to be The Wolf of Wall Street, which was amazing. Oh. Damn, I want to see that so bad. It's uh, it's a it's a Scorsese classic. If you're a fan of Scorsese, um, if you liked Casino or if you especially liked uh, Goodfellas, yes. it is right up your movie. alley. And it is it is unapologetic, unabashed. It is just a crazy cocaine uh, hooker <laughs> greed fest classic. <laughs> I need to see That's this. <laughs> yeah, which was disappointing to me. I, I mean, I went and saw. I mean, that was disappointing. That was fantastic. I went and saw American Hustle, expecting it to mm-hmm. be that, and it was not that, and that was disappointing. I assumed they were trying to make a, a Scorsese-style film, and I think they were, but it just didn't kind of work out as well as the master can do it, you know? Right. It was like they didn't want to get like too racy with it, you know? Like they'd walk the line, but they'd never really go over it. Yeah. Whereas, uh, if you when if and when you see The Wolf of Wall Street, they saw the line, and then they snorted it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they, the, whatever the line was on top of, they had sex with. That's yes. just the way it goes. So it was good. Um, there's some good. I've, I've heard her is supposed to be really good. Have you guys seen that yet? I, I want to see that so bad. I had a buddy that's seen it and he was kind of let down. He, he really? What? And he's wait, a wait, huge what movie? movie buff. Her? Her. Oh, no, no. With uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix, Scarlett Johansson, yeah. It's got computers in it. <laughs> it does have AI, as they say. <laughs> I uh, I did just get to finally I got a good screener copy of uh, I don't know if I should say that 
uh, the Hobbit, uh, the new this second Hobbit movie, which I've been oh, waiting. I waiting, still need to see that. For. Are you are you in are you in SAG or did you steal it from someone that is in the academy? Isn't is SAG? Uh, I I am a SAG uh, actor. No, I uh, found one. Uh, a <laughs> guy sold a guy sold oh, it to me out of Albertsons. Got and, it. Uh, <laughs> but I finally got to watch it, and had I have watched it before the end of the year, it would have been my movie of the year on last week's podcast. Really? So I loved it. I loved it. Have you seen it yet? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Um, I watched. You're talking about the Desolation of Smog, right? I mean, I'm not hearing that mm-hmm. wrong. Smog. Yeah. Um, yeah. Smog. Um, can never say that properly. I would say smog because I'm from Southern California, and that's the thing that used to almost kill me. Smog alert. Uh, oh yeah, gotta get that smog alert. Uh, no, I watched. So I was very reluctant to watch The Hobbit at first, mostly because I thought I kind of found it. I was in the camp of people that found it a bit insulting. That uh, they t- they decided to take that book and make it into three three hour long movies. Right. So I'm like, no, yeah. I'll wait till it comes on HBO. Um, then I watched it. And I'm kind of kicking myself because I I really enjoyed the first one. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to the second one because I hear it's it's like twice as actiony, twice as entertaining, it which is. I think is cool. Yeah. My my biggest regret actually is that I didn't see it in the theaters because one of the few movies that I enjoyed the year before in 2012, 3D wise, was The Hobbit. It was – I don't know if you saw it in 3D, but I loved it in 3D. I didn't. I'm actually um, – aside from gravity, I have never really enjoyed a 3D experience. I don't either, yeah. Um, I will say though, I've uh, – you know, uh, I have been proven wrong in the past on a number of issues. I'm generally wrong most of the time. But I I was – my my wife and I got in this hot debate about seeing gravity in 3D, and she was like, I know you don't like 3D, but you have, you got you to gotta check it out. And this, everyone's saying go see it in 3D. So I took her you know, word for it. We went inside. It was freaking amazing. Yeah. I mean just beautiful. So maybe there is a spot for 3D in the world. Now, do you think you would have been as uh, enamored with it if you hadn't seen it in 3D? No. Really? I don't think I would have. Yeah, because to me it reminds me of uh, – you're my age, so you, and I don't yeah. know where you guys are geographically, but Southern if you California. ever went to – what are you in SoCal? I'm SoCal, yeah. Okay, so you have you – did you ever go to Disneyland when Captain EO was there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, that's exactly what it reminded me of, right? That wasn't a movie. That was an experience. You were in right. there. You were with that, and that's what 3D I think is uh, phenomenal for. Right. is just actually like sucking you in. But at no point did I ever feel like I was having the the passive viewing experience um, that you normally get with most movies. I felt like I was right behind Sandra Bullock as she was going through those bulkheads trying to close them before the fire hit, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's why it was so cool. I don't know that I never necessarily want to repeat that ever again uh, <laughs> just because it was pretty intense, but it was cool. It was a cool experience. I saw it in um, 2D and 3D, and like when I saw it in 2D, it felt like a movie where I was like, oh, this is cool. And then, but yeah, in 3D, I saw it after in 3D and it was like, like an experience. It was almost like watching it for the first time again. Hmm. Really? Yeah. It was, which, that's the only time it's ever happened to me. And which did you prefer? 3D for sure. There yeah, like, for sure. Okay. I don't like 3D at all. Like I ended up seeing Avengers in 3D and I hated it. And then I was done with 3D after that. But my, one of my friends, I promised him I'd go see it with him. And he was gone when the movie came out, so I saw it in 2D, and then he was mad, so I saw it again with him in 3D. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, then you lucked out on that one because yeah. it was it's a truly amazing experience to see. I didn't see it in uh, – I think it was being shown in IMAX in a few areas. Um, I didn't see it there because I don't see any things in IMAX that weren't actually shot in IMAX, but it was cool. It was very yeah, cool, definitely. I agree with you there. I guess we could use that as a segue. Speaking of uh, of predictions in 3D, 
Let's talk about predictions for the year since it's the beginning of the year. Sure. Because I don't think 3D is going to last the end of this year. James really? having tricked everybody nope. into thinking what? it was cool, dude. <laughs> I don't think so. You I think mean, iOS controllers are going to take off? You think 3D is going to be gone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like your world. That's that's what we're here for, right? To make crazy predictions. I think, I mean, how many times, realistically, I know you guys are young, but how many times has 3D happened as a phase yeah. in our lifetimes? Like three? Yeah. Three. Twice yeah. in mine, but. So, like, who's this, why, what, what person in the right mind thinks it's going to stay again? Like, it's just a phase that comes for about six, seven years, and then it dies and goes away. And then a new technology comes, like, every 10 years, and they're like, oh, 3D movies, and then yeah. it dies again. It's just it's the circle of life for yeah. 3D. The, I just don't The think. only thing is is that it's an argument for people to actually go to the theater because not as many people have 3D on their television. Right. I do, but not as many people do. And the box office sales are going down so much that I can see it sticking out around a little bit longer than before until there's another reason that you go to the theater because otherwise they're not going to – make as much money yeah i mean 3d is a marketing ploy to be perfectly it honest um it's like any other amazing technology unless you actually find the right use for it then it's just all marketing it's all just an, an excuse to inflate ticket prices um get people who are of a younger persuasion and age uh to get, have their parents buy them tickets to go see these crazy things um you know anyone who actually really really enjoys the concept of cinema and, and the actual you know uh, institution itself will, you know, kind of box it 3D just because it's, why do you need it? You're actually looking at a three-dimensional image anyway, even if it's on, though it's projected onto a two-dimensional screen. Um, I, th I hope it goes away. I don't know if it's going to or not, but I hope it goes away and I hope it stays away for at least another 10 years. That would be lovely. <laughs> yeah. I feel like after <laughs> last year at CES when they tried so hard to make it catch on, like everyone was like 3D, 3D, 3D. That was the big thing. And then it didn't catch on. I don't think it's going to be such a huge thing like this week at CES, and I don't think that it's, it's going to be such it's a not. push. It's not. The fact, thing. well, yeah. 4K will be. Yeah, yeah 4K. Gonna say, it's going to be huge. 4K Those are already, like, pretty cheap for how much they were, like, a year ago. They're getting 4K TVs. You can get them pretty cheap now. Okay, so what does 4K mean? Is it just, like, a higher resolution density or what? Like Yes. So 4K is... is um, I think it's actually technically four times the resolution of 1080p, if that oh, makes sense. Oh, right. Boy. That's exactly so, what Yeah. yeah. Um, and the interesting aspect of that is you probably will never actually see the benefit of a 4K TV <laughs> on your 60-inch TV yeah. unless you actually expand your TV to the size of a cinema screen. Most, most movies today yeah. are projected, and correct me if I'm wrong on this one, if you know better, but I'm pretty sure they're projected in 2K and under. 2K. Some of them are actually projected in 1080p. Which is crazy to think. Yeah. Um, so 4K is another marketing ploy. Whether or not it'll catch on, I don't know. What What I do know is that big technology has to be supported. There has to be an infrastructure for it to actually thrive. Um, which is similar to why the electric car hasn't caught on. 4K will not actually catch on until we have a lot of 4K TVs and also 4K cameras that are available to the prosumer who can actually shoot stuff in 4K and edit stuff in 4K, which is like, if any of you guys do a lot of video editing, editing in 4K oh. or red footage is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have to have a really, yeah, you have to have a beefy system for that. You have to have exterior cards and things like that, or interior car, internal cards that you have to buy a third party. Yeah. Um, so it's not mention the storage. A lot of storage. Um, and there's just really not, 
that much it's not that beneficial really to the end user because at the end of the day you yeah. got to compress the image and knock it down if you're watching somebody you know um youtube who, who that is now doing 4k yeah. and they're experimenting with that we'll see how that goes that might actually that might actually be a huge huge thing for the medium um now that i think about it and i've never actually thought about that before but um that might get the billions of users that are on on youtube to actually get behind buying 4k cameras and that you know, we'll see a shift there. At what point would yeah. would that force you guys to start filming like the game organization show and all that stuff in 4K? Like, how how long do you think it'll be? If I don't know, nothing's affordable. Wait, what was the last part? Like, how long do you think it'll take before like you guys end up having to do that, or do you think that you've still got a long time before? Oh man, it's so it's so hard to. I mean, on Game Over Greggy, we have a super long time because I don't think anyone needs to see any of us okay. that high of a definition of clarity level. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe Tim. He's probably the best looking out of all of us. But I, even then, throwing Portillo. Portillo. <laughs> definitely Portillo. If I could actually, if I could make a career just shooting Portillo in 4K, um, <laughs> I'd be probably a happy guy. I think you actually probably could. I hey, there's a market for that. That do- what that dog is insanely cute. Am I wrong? He's ridiculous. No, he is. He is really cute. I'm a I'm a dog guy. Good looking dog. Yeah, me too. Oh, but I mean, I was I was around. What's that? Wiener dogs. It's just wiener dogs are the best, dude. They look. They have that look. I will argue with you that wiener dogs are the second best. I'm a huge oh. fan of the Boston Terrier. Oh my god. Yeah. There are like three people with the Boston Terriers in my condo building, and they are the most adorable thing, and they all wear tutus, and I don't know why they're always running around in tutus. <laughs> but it's, what, is, what is with people uh, uh, dressing up dogs in human clothing? I don't understand that. I don't either. They don't like it. The dogs, you can tell. <laughs> uh, I guess we just have this morbid fascination with dolls. As we, as we sort of get older, we want to make everything a doll. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Breathing. Like here, the the one thing that makes sense is like boots because we have to salt the street so much with it being the tundra, and right. it wears away at their paws. But that's like the only thing that I've ever understood. I don't know that I've actually seen a, a dog that has to wear boots, but I'd like to see that. <laughs> I'd love to see that one there. Um, what were we just talking about? Oh yeah, okay. the, as far as to put a button, put a button in the 4K concept. I was around when we had to actually. Uh, start doing everything in, in 720 and then 1080 on IGN, and so um, it's a slow pro. It's a slow progression. It'll be years. How many yeah. years? Oh, before we start, before I start thinking about doing it on YouTube, probably make two. I mean, that's the problem is there's not a camera that shoots it in good enough and reliable enough quality right now that uh, that I would want to invest in, other than yeah, a red, and even reds are kind of finicky. Yeah. You know, Black Magic has something, but I don't know if it's you know how fantastic it is. Uh, those are cool, dude, but I'm not seeing it yet. They need to add some more features to those things. Yeah, yeah, those things are crazy expensive too. Yeah, Chris, what's your next prediction? Uh, <laughs> are we just going through mine. And let me yeah, be clear yeah. with my my three prediction. I don't think that it's going to be gone by the end of the year. But I mean, no. you can't deny that the trend is dying right now. Yeah. So oh, by yeah, the end of this year, it will be far more dead than it already is. The, the stores so, by my house have um, stopped selling them. But before we go on, let me ask you this question. Yes. It is it is champagne, right? I'm saying that right. Yeah, yeah. Just without the G. Without the G. It's so said, it's the, it's said just like the drink. Yeah. Are, are you aware, has this hit you yet? And my wife can back me up on this, that you have one of the coolest names, if not the coolest name on the planet. Yes. It Mine's has helped cooler. me a lot. 
I, I mean, like yours your name, is... name. My name? Yeah, you sound like yeah. a video game character. Yeah, I sound like a villain. I sound like the first villain, like the first <laughs> boss that you kill, like really easily. Yeah. Like the boss that we have to train on how to beat bosses, you know, where it's like, you know, you get in the button prompts. Um, but yeah, I, I just like saying your name. It's it's pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah, okay. it helps on Twitter because I, I like stick out in people's mention feed. So I get replies well, a lot because of that, and that has helped a lot. That's how I saw you. Yeah, well, you yeah, followed me, and I was like, remember. I literally was like, someone just followed me named Jimmy Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> and you said people, that Greg confirmed it. <laughs> What's that? You said that Greg had to confirm it for you that my name actually was Jimmy Champagne. Oh, I was like, dude, this guy's got this guy's genius. I would, I like, why didn't I think to call myself Nikki Champagne? Um, that was sounds like a Scorsese character, but no, I literally said that, and like three people in the office were like, "Oh yeah, we know Jimmy. Like, tell him we said what's up." And I'm like, "This dude gets around this Jimmy Champagne. He's like it's a jet of Eric. I'm friends with Eric, and he knows everyone. Eric Martin or Eric? Yeah, yeah, I'm Eric yeah. Martin. Yeah, he knows everyone, which is Eric I think Katie. he actually. What's that? Eric and Katie Casarda, but she's not there anymore. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's how that's that's the story of Jimmy Champagne and Nick Scarpino. There you go. I like this story. It was beautiful. It was actually, I'm not even doing it justice. I'm crying. Than that. <laughs> That's like exactly what happened. That's you didn't leave anything exactly out. what happened. So anyways, uh, my next prediction is that at some point this year, I think we're finally going to see, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I think we're finally going to see a, uh, a breakout free-to-play title on consoles. Mm. So something, something like Warframe on the PS4, but good. And maybe, I don't know if you guys have been watching the preview stuff for Down Deep, the Capcom free-to-play game that's coming mm-hmm. to PS4. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. That could be it. But I think there's going to be something this year that is going to prove that free-to-play games are, can actually be good games. Because as of thus far, they're not really... I mean, you have Warframe on consoles and a couple others, and they're just not that good. But I think this is going to be the year that somebody puts one out that is actually worthwhile. Do so you think 2014 is the year of the free-to-play? I, I've, when you phrase it like that, I sure as hell hope not. But, <laughs> yeah, me too. But, uh, I think we're going to see something like, and like I said, maybe Down Deep is, is going to be that title. Yeah. Um, but I think there's going to be something like that where it's free to download. It's, it's a, a full-blown AAA title that's free to download that has optional you know, buy-ins that's actually going to be critically accepted and and will actually take off. I, I think that's going to happen this year because so far it has not. That's fair. I, I would fair like a game like destiny. I could actually see that being free to play. I know destiny is not free to play, not stupid, but that kind of game, like where like you, you can like have your character, but you pay for different areas of like, the said universe you know you can go and play there and like you get one for free or something like the training world i don't know i can see that happening and like yeah. con- if it was on like all three or like both new consoles and then pc all together i think that gives like a little more justification for actually doing it because you know like the new consoles are a lot like pcs and how they develop so yeah. it'd be a lot easier i don't know and don't get me wrong i don't necessarily know that that's something that i want but yeah, no, I don't. I don't want. I think it it's going to happen regardless of what we want. Yeah, Wait, is Resogun PlayStation Plus free or just free? Yeah, it's just free. PlayStation Plus free. That game is so good. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah, it. It doesn't do much for me. Oh, uh oh. Are you oh. colorblind? 
a little bit actually yeah yeah okay that's why you hate it yeah no, i don't hate it i just can't okay. i i don't that doesn't do much for colorblind me. people what are these little gray men crawling like into these boxes <laughs> i am colorblind and i'm sensitive sensitive about it so thank you <laughs> No, but like I played it with somebody who is colorblind because I was over at a friend's house the other night and they didn't like it either. And that was mostly the reason was but simply you, they couldn't see everything going on. Like if, if you're green, like you can't see green, you can't play the game. Yeah, there's there's supposedly glasses that can correct that or help correct it. Um, apparently, Housemark's working on a patch, which is weird because like one of my friends who's the PR at Future Lab, he complains about like every game that's not colorblind supported like very vocally and house market like hunted him down and was like oh we'll make a patch just for you and it sounded like they're being really snarky but they weren't <laughs> <laughs> so does anybody else have a prediction or yeah, yeah. Go down my list or i want to hear you want to hear jimmy champagne's predictions for <laughs> yeah. 2014 my prediction so, is jimmy champagne changes his name by the end no of the no, year. no no never i need to <laughs> like it my prediction, um, one of my predictions is that there's going to be a, uh, an actual like luxury clothing line that comes out mid, maybe around summertime 2014 called Champagne with no G. <laughs> then I will sue whoever makes it for No, it's going to be yours. We're going to start it together. It's going to be okay, amazing. Right. It's going to be right. nothing but insanely short OP shorts. Like, it really sounds like a cologne shorts. line. Let's do it. We'll do cologne. Cologne is where the money is, but you got to start. You got to start small, and it's easy to get people like in San Francisco. You get some hipsters to just make you some cool shorts. We'll call them champagne. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it. All right, All cool. right. we'll talk I'll more. We'll talk more offline. Thirty-six minutes. Let's do Kickstarter. It'll be good. Easy. Um, I I think that Sony is going to announce uh, U.S. release dates for the Vita and the Vita TV, like the new Vita and CES. I hope they do because I need a new Vita and. I don't want to import it. That's like that's CES. That's yeah. next week, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I hope you're right. excited. I hope one. there's a Vita TV for North America yeah. really badly. Yeah, I really want to see that. Jimmy, oh. sorry, I spaced out there for a second. You said you need a new Vita? Yeah, my Vita is, like, dying. I don't know why. I, I think I got, like, a messed up one because I got it at launch, and I got one of the first batch ones. But my triggers are both, like, fading. They don't really work anymore. Okay. And my buttons all stick, but I put it in a case, like a really nice case, whenever I'm not using it. And I treat it really well. So and, you, like, you're telling me you've played the the Vita so much that you've worn it out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know how, but the, it's so weird. That's I, almost the physical impossibility, from what I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like don't tell Colin that. Uh, if I told Colin that, he would shed a tear for you. He would be. He'd probably send you a brand new one and be like, "Keep going, man. Get on. He still believes in that. Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite console, to be completely honest. And I get mine on Tuesday. Yeah, hey, everyone's nice. getting them now. Like all my friends who made fun of me last year, I'll have them now. I'm like, so you I'm guys still gonna make fun of you. That's fine. I don't care. It's okay. All my friends forget. have. All my friends have like uh, just like all the guys at the office are just holding up most of their books with uh, DSs, like all the iterations yeah. of that system. So, right, you know, what am I gonna say? <laughs> I literally was. I tried. I tried not to buy those just because when I get, you know, when you get addicted to Nintendo, that's like worse than heroin. Oh yeah, uh, I know. But oh man, I want to play the new Zelda. <laughs> so that's what I'm. I got it. Playing. Yeah. Is it good? It looks amazing. I have a little bit of beef with Zelda right now. Why? Because it's so, so good. It makes you just I, completely <laughs> shut off the world. That's I'm, why I'm, I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I'm probably eight, ten hours in. I'm I'm a good portion of the way in, and I'm 
I'm honestly kind of, and I'm a huge Zelda guy. I have a Triforce tattooed on my stomach. Uh, That's me how too. big of a Zelda fan I am. But, I don't actually have that. <laughs> I was going to say. It's, snail trap. Um, <laughs> it's actually on my lower back. I have a little tram stamp on Triforce. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I'm starting to lose interest a little bit. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Like, the, I'm, I'm at the part now, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm in dungeons. I'm in a lot of dungeons. And this is it's very reminiscent and purposely to link to the past which yeah, i know yeah. i understand um yeah. but uh the dungeon design for me is just too mundane like too I'm repetitive so much yeah i'm spending so much time in these dungeons and i'm just kind of like eh. i almost look at opening my ds and playing zelda right now as a chore and i don't like that what was it was it phantom hourglass where you had to keep going back to the same yeah god yes that game, man oh boy i wanted to love it because uh, I really like Boom Waker, but yeah, you always had to keep going back to that one spot. And it's like, I hate this so much. That was a joy. Although I'll tell you though, I'm, I come down on the side that I thought the actual controls for that were amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, it was so, such a good idea. It worked such, such, so well. such a great implementation. Like I hated it at first. And just like everything that is amazing, I always hate it at first. <laughs> I hated the iPhone at first, hated Apple at first. Now I'm like Anthony. Are you sure? Oh, no, I, I, I still hate Apple though. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony still hasn't come around. My prediction: really? Anthony will come oh, around. To I, Apple. I have an iPhone and an iPad and a Mac though. I just hate Apple. You just hate Apple. Yeah. yeah. Do you, you like hate apples? apples? No, I love apples. Green ones actually. <laughs> Good for fiber. Those apples. Granny Smith apples are the best apples. <laughs> Why? Let me ask you this: Why, if you have all of every, basically one of every product line that Apple owns? Uh, why do you hate them? Is it just because they're so? Are you like me, where you just hate everything that's better? Yes. Then yeah, okay, me too. <laughs> I have a there's a there's a fantastic uh, line. I think it was Midnight in Paris, and that's what the movie's called. Um, uh, where he's talking to Hemingway, and Hemingway says he was like, "Will you?" You know, he asks Hem- Ernest Hemingway if if he'll read his novel, and Hemingway says, "I'm going to hate it." <laughs> he goes, well, "How do you know you haven't read it yet?" And he goes. Because if it's bad, I'll hate it, and because if it's good, I'll be jealous, and I'll hate it even more. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of you have to be careful that you, in this ever quickly changing climate of ours that you don't kind of fall into that category. We just hate things because, you know, just to be the only one that doesn't like them. Yeah, yeah. Although I hate Apple because they're just. <laughs> I hate Apple because I work. I, I know a lot of people that work at Apple, and they're just so damn happy they work there. <laughs> yeah, I you get know. that too. Well, dude, they they. Apple integrates itself, like it forces itself into your life. Once you get one of them, you have to get all of them because yeah. they all work together. Yeah. And dude, the the shit's overpriced. In my opinion, it's overpriced. I, I I'm PC. Oh, it's also. not an opinion. It's an absolute fact right. that it's overpriced. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> the everyone, there's not even. PC. I don't think Steve Jobs himself would have. You know, God bless his soul. Like God rest his soul, rather. But um, I don't think he would have argued that either. I think he would have just taken that as a sign to raise prices. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not overpriced enough. Yeah. How much markup do you think they actually have? Like, oh, God, the I mean, they, yeah. they control so much of the fabrication, like all the way through. I mean, they control nearly 100% of their product, so which is it's ridiculous. Maybe it's not nearly 100%. I don't know. That's that's my perception of it. And so they're able to probably make it fairly cheaply, every single thing that runs off of their, you know, yeah. every single thing that they make. So. I have to imagine their markups like ridiculous, hundred percent, maybe one fifty. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably. They could probably charge half as much for their laptops and iPads and iPhones, but when you've got people that need your drug, you can yeah. charge a premium for it. Sure enough. So who's got another prediction? I have a second one. Let's hear it. Jimmy, Jimmy. Champagne. Champagne. 
Second prediction. Uh, <laughs> I think the last of us will get a PS4 port. This oh, year. I hope so. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. I think that actually might make me want to buy a PS4 because I have not yep. played The Last of Us yet. Wow, good one. Good lord. And, yeah, I sat in a room the other day um, just with a bunch dead. of guys that were talking about it, and they were just joking around about some of the things, and someone mentioned a giraffe, and I was like, stop talking. Yeah. I'm going to go play this game as soon as I can. Don't tell me about the giraffe part. Spoilers. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you. Do you do that the thing that you do on the Game Over Greggy show, like where you look at Colin and say, Colin, I know you know I'm a big history buff, do you do that to, like, everyone? Or is that just a thing you do to Colin? Like, were you impersonating? <laughs> no, the reason I did that to Colin is because every single, without fail, every single solitary time I'm setting up a camera in front of him. So we used to shoot a conversation with Colin with two cameras, but then it was like no one cared. So we started shooting with one <laughs> camera. But before we shot with two cameras, we had to sync it, right? And so you'd have to, like, look, you have to match the settings between two, both cameras, make sure you're at the right, you know, iris level, make sure you're at the right white balance, temperature, and all these things. And so I'd be talking to whoever was helping me. Generally, it was Tim. And I'd be like, Tim, you know, what's your iris set at? And, and Colin kept picking up these words, but he had no idea what they meant. So he would say... <laughs> We would get done and set him up, and I'd say, and call him up, like, does everything look good? And I'd say, yeah, everything looks great. And he goes, how's the iris temperature looking? Is the iris, is that good? <laughs> is that going, okay, why don't you set the Chiron to, you know, level 70 IRE? And I'm like, you have no, it's so insulting to me that it's funny, so now I do that to him. Well, I just, I'll talk to him about history all the time, you know, because I know so much about how our government works, how our country was formed. Um <laughs> And all that jazz, you know, all the things that all the hot topic issues that people our age actually care about, you know, the history yeah. of America. <laughs> yeah, know. that that I'm the thing that he does to Greg with the the Batman, the third Batman movie. Those the are my Batman. two favorites. He, I still to this day, he has not told me whether or not he's really serious about that. I think he just really <laughs> enjoys pissing Greg off because there's not a person on this fucking planet that legitimately likes the third film better than the other two. No. That's not. That's not. There's no way. No. No way. <laughs> you can't Bane after five minutes of listening to him talk there's no way I mean it's creepy sure but at a certain point you're like dude that's just ridiculous it's just ridiculous yeah and they don't place it they don't place the audio very well it no just feels like it's all around you like it's, who the fuck is talking if it's like, just like yeah, the first time you hear him on the plane, it sounds like surround sound. Like it's yeah. like he's coming over the speakers and it's pumping into people's ears. Yep. It's yeah. the strangest thing. Yeah. So, I do love messing with Colin though, because Colin's so damn irritable. He's just ornery. You know what I mean? He's like an old, he's like an old, uh, you know, wiener dog where you just don't want to mess them too much because he might lash oh, out man. and bite you. I feel he'll love that. If he hears that, he's gonna be pissed off. No one fucks with listen. an old wiener dog. No one messes. You don't mess with an old wiener dog. It's like fucking with an old tiger. You know. <laughs> yeah, they got nothing to lose. They nothing to lose right there. They'll bite whatever hand that comes in their room. Uh, so let's hear another prediction. Who's got one? I got, I, I got an issue. Oh, go ahead. Eden, go ahead. Uh, after Jimmy's prediction, I kind of hope that they re-release Uncharted, the series, throughout the next few years on PS4 so that I can actually enjoy them. I would cry. Actually, let me I ask you this. Did you, not, did you not enjoy them the first time you played them on PS3? Yes. Um, so I played Last of Us, and I had kind of ignored Uncharted just because, I don't know, how like, it's un- just not... How did you ignore Uncharted? <laughs> Which is one of the only things worth playing on the PS3. <laughs> um, well, I watched my brother play through the first one, and then I just wasn't as interested. And then I went, oh. I decided after playing The Last of Us to go back and play Uncharted. And 
playing Last of Us and then going to Uncharted One, not fun. It's broken. Oh, you cannot go back because of the the time. So I would like it to be re-released because I'm sure I would enjoy it. It's just I kind of ruined it by for myself by being a hater. Oh man, that's my favorite series of all time. Textures. That's it. I'm I'm gonna riff off of your uh, prediction then because I have a prediction that kind of goes with it. I don't think that Gaikai is going to be launching on PS4 this year, which means I don't think you're going to be playing Uncharted on your PS4 this yeah. year. Well, if they re-release it. See, I don't think they they acquired Gaikai. I don't think they're going to re-release it. I think what they're going to do is Gaikai is going to do the cloud streaming from you know the servers, and you can play your your PS3 games on your PS4 via Gaikai. I think that's what their main goal is. I think. This is just my prediction. But if that's the case, I don't think Gaikai is launching this year because Sony's done too many things right in like the last five or six months. (laughs) And they're bound to fuck something up. Oh, that's inevitable. It's it's just how it works with them. I mean, that's just, that's business also, right? You don't necessarily know. You never know the right move until you've done it. Um, But I think that they'd be, I mean, I think there's no way that they got to have some sort of, sort of, um, new edition that they're going to sell probably when the fourth one comes out, they'll, they'll start marketing the other three. They have to. Yeah. That's I what mean, I that's hope just, they do. You're, you're leaving money on the table right there. That's, that's a given. Yeah. Anyone that owns a PS4 right now would gladly probably buy the anthology set again and replay. Yeah. Those, oh, I totally would. And yeah. you know, this is also something I just realized. I thought it was kind of funny. I didn't know that everyone hates uncharted three because that was my favorite one. And I don't like, I was just like surfing around and then I noticed that everyone hates Uncharted 3. I never knew that. I don't it's know the how curse of the trilogy, it. man. Yeah, but is it like a relative it? hate, though? Because yeah. didn't it still get like a yeah, 9 great, or a 10 everywhere? A 10. Great, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't read any of the review. I saw that 10. I was like, yep, good enough for me. Went to the store, bought it. Like, loved it. It's my favorite. Probably my favorite game ever. Hands down. So let, let me ask you this, Jimmy. Yo, go ahead. Is Return of the Jedi your favorite Star Wars film? No. <laughs> uh, Empire Strikes Back, without a fucking doubt, no Come one on, disagrees. That's, with that's that's the trilogy curse, man. The second film or game is always the best, and the third one always lets everyone down because the second one ends on such a high. The three does let me down, man. I love Mass Effect Two. Boom. Yeah, Mass Effect Two. We, we like could go perfect. on for days with this. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I <laughs> and the I'm actually I'm trying though, desperately too. to figure out something that's gonna break, but I can't disagree with that. That's actually pretty genius. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I but I did. I liked three way more than two, just because I despised the last boss in two. I was like, this is shit. I hated it, and it like almost <laughs> broke the game for me. The but last then boss like three just worked. Side. I loved it. I don't know, but yeah, that, that I never knew that everyone hated it. Yeah, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I think three is a great game. I think Return of the King is a great movie. I think uh, Return of the Jedi is a great movie, but they're just not as good as the <laughs> the one that came right before it. That's oh, I don't thought. know, actually. I, I, when it comes to Lord of the Rings, I think the third one probably was my favorite just because it's – I mean, it's a great conclusion to a freaking epic. Yeah, epic, that epic is trilogy. probably the one that is closest leaning to the third being the best. But also, the, I never felt that – like, I, am I crazy? Maybe I haven't watched it in a, in a long time, but did we need two? Like, two was a lot of filler. Yeah, oh, There's yeah. a lot of stuff that Listen, happened there that you just didn't – Well, need. I mean, that's what Lord of the Rings is. <laughs> <laughs> that's filler, very yeah. true that's why i like the hobbit better <laughs> sadly yeah. it's more of a straightforward story until they turned it into 19 hours of film right was the yeah, second one the one with Gollum? 
Yeah. And like where you're introduced. Okay, I fell asleep in the theater to the second <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Oh, I fell asleep wow. in all of it. This has never happened to me. Never fallen asleep never. in the theater? I never. fell asleep in the theater during the second Transformers because the sound was too low. And I was like, well, if I can't, the sound's like the best part of those movies. Well, yeah. You didn't miss shit in that one. Well, the second one there sucked. Yeah. Well, oh, let's sucked, be honest, so. guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's not even worth ranking the Transformers films from best to worst. <laughs> right. Let's leave Michael Bay out of this. I don't, yeah. This, this, I'll tell you why I leave Michael Bay out of this. There's one human being I don't want to ever piss off. It's Michael Bay and Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah. Those two people are terrifying to me. Because he'll make There's, a video of you exploding very no, violently. Or, or he'll just continue to make amazingly bad films that <laughs> make millions of dollars. So every yeah. time I watch a Jerry Bruckheimer film or like a Michael Bay film, um, it always makes me think maybe I'm just doing life wrong. <laughs> like, no, with the exception are. of Armageddon, which I will hold as one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> I love Armageddon. I, I could go there. <laughs> and The Rock. Actually, I take all of the things I just said back. He's made some. They made some freaking amazing films together. <laughs> it's just Transformers. That it started to sink in now, right? Yeah. It did. I was like, wait a minute. I well, love The Rock. Fuck up Ninja Turtles. Uh, the Island. That was. Wait, bad. what? The Rocks and Ninja Turtles? What? No, I said I love The Rock. But that would be amazing if The Rock... Well, let's start that rumor right now. He plays Shredder, in case nobody knew. The Rock is Shredder. Is that your prediction for this year? No, Shredder's already been cast. Yeah, that's William Fitchner, who's an amazing actor that no one actually knows. Like, you wouldn't know his name, but you've seen him in everything. Yeah. He's a badass. It's true. I'm, like, in denial that that movie's still being made. Oh, it's still being made. I hear as long as Michael Bay is alive, he will be killing me, Nick, and Anthony's 80s childhood memories. Yeah. <laughs> That's just oh my God, yeah. I'm waiting for him to get a hold of, uh, oh, what was it? That cop snarks? Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that shit. Or like Spider Man. If he ever made a Spider Man movie, I think I would just stop watching movies. Uh, here, here's my, how do you guys feel about Spider Man right now? Because I oh, literally I love don't. It. Really? Because I don't know that I need another Spider-Man film. I like, could care less about it right now. I don't yeah. like Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Honestly, I don't like those movies. I didn't like Tobey Maguire. Too old. And yeah. I really like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. That first movie was kind of like hokey for me, but it follows Ultimate so like closely that I can't hate it because Ultimate is my favorite comic series of all time. Period. Yeah. So. Did you guys watch the cartoons? I did I because to, you yeah. mentioned it, and I was like pretty down on it when it came out and then i watched it and i was like this is pretty good i don't like some of the jokes it's like they're ridiculous they're like jarring you know like it's just feels like a different show man yeah 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 it's like watching teen titans it's like if you pause spider-man and then play five seconds of teen titans and then go back to spider-man it's really weird (laughs) that's a very accurate description of it yeah Drake I, I don't know sometimes i think that i just like i like things part of the reason why i think i like that show in all in all uh honesty is that it's just different you know for me yeah. i don't watch a lot of that kind of television when i watch when i think animation i think of some of the more classic uh cartoons like you know batman the animated series the, the early justice league stuff and those are like very straightforward um Bruce Tim stuff. yeah which was wait yes um <laughs> I think I got confused there for a second. But, you know, the, when it comes down to the difference between Spectacular Spider-Man and Ultimate Spider-Man, it's just Spectacular for me is just a, a better retelling of what we've already seen. Ultimate yeah. is just kind of something different. So that's why I like right. it. Spectacular also follows Ultimate, like the comics. Like, Does it? Well, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's like, yeah, I don't know. Is There's... that still running, though, Spectacular? No, that got canceled. No. That's done, right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. project that Ultimate will get canceled this year, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> Spider-Man shows don't do well. No, they tend not. Well, cartoons in general tend to not do that well. It's, every time I fall in love with one that I think is phenomenal, gets canceled. Yeah, I love never Clone Wars. Back. I don't know why they. I thought Clone like? Wars was like doing well, but they canceled Clone Wars. Oh, that's that because cartoons and stuff like that only last as long as they can sell merch for it. Like once yeah. the kids but have I, all this. Stuff, Clone Wars was doing well. Oh, it was Clone, weird. I like Clone Wars got show. canceled because Disney became the owner of it. Yeah, Disney canceled know. it. Yeah, and now they're doing yeah. nothing with it, and that sucks. Cause I really did like that too. It was I thought it was great. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Nick, did you have a prediction? I only had one, and this is a prediction that I hope happens. I'm not quite sure. So we haven't seen the Oscar nominations yet. I'm predicting that Leonardo DiCaprio is going to win Best Actor. I hope so. In the Oscars for Wolf of Wall Street, it probably won't happen, mostly because I want it so bad. <laughs> um, I don't think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think he's actually won an Academy Award no, yet. So that would be a phenomenal it. role for him to actually win one in. Uh, and he was just awesome. He was genius. But that's just, again, you know, I think that we're going to see a lot of stuff from American Hustle take because it's already. Everybody loves Jennifer Lawrence so much. That's so dumb that her being in that movie, like, broke it for me. Like, I, because everyone's old as shit in that movie. And then she's like my, what, like 20? How old is she? And she's married um, I think to. She's actually, um, perfect. Is that, oh, that's okay. her age? Okay. Yeah. So just FYI. <laughs> no, I'm I'm fine with her. I think she's a great actress. But like, Christian Bale. Like, why would Christian Bale leave her for Amy Adams? It would never happen. Because she was out of her mind. She had some. She, I thought she played her character very well. Too hot. That. Yeah, but she's got that like psychotic side to her right where she yeah, needs yeah, yeah. heavy uh she needs to see a therapist and she needs to be heavily med- medicated because she's got some sort of con- like that that crazy condition that all of our parents had that never got diagnosed and now they're just kind of we're just like oh they're funny you can just treat that with alcohol um <laughs> that was actually a really morbid joke i'm sorry about that everyone our age understands <laughs> yeah well yeah but i mean that's the thing like that's what i liked about her character she brought that extra she was one of the only characters i actually did like uh her and bale the rest of them i could have done without but she brought that added dimension of um that sort of psychosis that was i thought was really cool that she nailed that like the crazy like alcoholic housewife where maybe manic depressive before they knew what that really was in the 70s um so I thought that was really cool. The rest of Bradley Cooper stuff, I just I couldn't get into. Oh, I hated him. But God, like, it, got, him. it got to a point with just, like Jennifer Lawrence's character where like when she would come on screen, I would close my eyes. And like because you can hear her. She acts like she sounds great in the part and like she acts great. But she just looks too young to me. Who closes their role. eyes when Jennifer Lawrence is in front well, of you? She's like seeing her in it, that part would take me out of the movie and like remind me that they're actors like i get really into movies and i can like put myself in the movie really well but like there's just really distinct things that'll take me out of it and like seeing how young she is and how young she is compared to um you know like christian bale and amy adams just kind of like took me out of it and even the jeremy runner who looks like a bad impersonation of um jason bateman yeah 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 but she's like she's great i'm not discounting her as an actress she's awesome but she yeah. just looks too young. That's funny. I'll actually I'll disagree with you on that respectfully, Champagne, That's because fine. Fine. Um, <laughs> I'm the only person who thinks this. That's okay. No, because she was the only. Her and Bale are the only things that actually I thought I thought they had a lot of depth to their characters and they nailed it. Most of oh, because was great. When my parents got married, they got married when they were 21. I look back at pictures of my mom and I'm like, you look like a kid. 
Um, and I think that was that generation, which I thought okay. was very smart writing. Um, also, she's just insanely hot. So the fact that you closed your eyes when she comes <laughs> on this screen. This was late, makes... late in the movie. Like, I was trying to figure out what that was like, taking me out. Yeah. You know. um, but I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you on the Bradley Cooper thing. It, it really was, it became difficult to suspend disbelief when halfway through their scenes, you were like, this needed to end, the scene needed to end 30 seconds ago, and we're still in the scene. And I don't know why I'm still watching this or what the <laughs> point of this is. Um, there was just a lot of, yeah. And I mean, what kills me is that it's got like a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes right now, and everyone I've talked know, to right? didn't particularly care for it. You know? Like, I enjoyed it. And, I didn't understand it, but I, my girlfriend came with us, and she does not like those kind of movies at all, and she, like, zoned out. And, like, I explained it to her after, and after I explained the plot to her, I understood it more and liked it. But, like, during the movie, I was like, oh, this is okay. I don't understand why. Well, it did It did the cardinal sin for me of movies where it made me check my watch, and I hate that. Oh, yeah. made me do that, yeah. too. Cardinal sin. If you make mm-hmm. me check my watch, that means I'm not in the movie, you know? I'm Transformers, too. Transformers 2 actually did me a, f- a favor. I really needed to sleep, so it worked out. <laughs> that movie would just not fucking end. There I remember like, being in the theater and just being like, oh, my God, is this over yet? I think I slept for like a half hour during that. And I, I think I remember falling asleep when Optimus Prime got stuck in the cables. And then I woke up and he was still stuck in the cables. And I was like, I didn't miss anything. It felt like five minutes had gone by, but it had been like an hour and a half. It was like half the movie. That was. And then they had like an SR-71, and I was like, whatever. I've seen that in person. No big deal. Okay. All right. I have a question. Is anyone sure. in this podcast fans of Paranormal Activity? No. 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 Everyone hates it. Just I you. saw the new one. Oh, because I, like, I go with my friends, and I see those at midnight usually, but there was a lot of snow on Thursday, so I couldn't saw, go. Was this the marked one? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah. 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 And I actually liked it more than any of the other ones. For it looks no, cool. It actually kind of looks I hear, cool. It is yeah. the scariest one for sure. It scared the shit out of me. I don't get scared of movies because horror movies are my favorite. And like it was it was like fresh. And they explained the lore, which never happens in this movie. And you know how like all I don't know if you've, anyone's seen the other ones, but they always end at the climax, I feel like. And this movie has that yeah. part where it's like the most intense part of the movie, and you think it's going to end because it's paranormal activity, but then it goes on for another, like, 40 minutes, and it's really cool. It, like, has an ending, which is my favorite thing I, about Which it. one of us is going to be the first person to make the end at climax joke? Yeah. yeah. I well, was already everyone laughed, so I just figured it was... I giggled. Me. I figured it would be, be Eden, actually. Judging based on your tweets, I figured it would have been you, but... I love Okay, Eden ma- makes the jokes that I want to make, but I'm like, should I do this on Twitter? No, you shouldn't, and here's See, that's why. How you get she can get away with it. Followers. I, like, Facebook those jokes to her, and then she tweets them after. That's, <laughs> that's not before. even true. Do <laughs> not take credit for my times. amazing jokes. I have you asked me about your limerick, are. and I was like, all I can think of our dick jokes. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I wanted to write a limerick for the show description because I thought it would be really funny, and I don't yeah. know why I thought that would be funny. So I started funny. writing a limerick about Nick, and it was like, there once was a man named Nick. He had a great beard. It was thick. Um, where is this going? Exactly. <laughs> oh, where it's going. <laughs> and then blah, blah, blah. And then I had to think of something that rhymed with Nick and right. thick. And all I could think of was dick jokes. And using the word Jimmy, you do not book. start that because you, you asked um, Warren. I was very, very upset about this. <laughs> okay, okay. My thing, is, my, my thing is when it feels natural and right, just go with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and that was probably the mindset of every kid growing. I grew up with, 
who the second they heard my name, they were like, Nick, Dick. There you go. Now it's going to be dick jokes for the rest of your life. Although right. one kid called me, used to call me Nikolai Volkov, which I thought was kind of cool until I figured out that was a pro wrestler. Um, <laughs> but no, I appreciate that. That actually brings me to a question for you guys. You guys are all pretty active on Twitter, yeah? Like, Jimmy, I know you are. I know you are. Yeah. Um, Chris, what do you do you filter anything you do on social media ever? Because I'm just now sort of ramping up uh, the fun that can be had on social media for myself. Like I'm actually really enjoying it now before I thought it was a bit of a burden. Now I'm actually enjoying getting to know people and seeing what other people are up to, but I still am the, almost the best version of myself on Twitter. <laughs> and it's starting to degrade largely because of you two. Um, <laughs> To be needed, and you guys are kind of bringing it out of me. I have an exorbitantly perverse mind that my wife will attest to, but I'm trying to be good. At what, at what point do you just say screw it and say whatever you want to say because nothing really matters on the internet? All day. Now. For me, if I get the giggles to the point that I can't stop having the giggles, then I usually just tweet it because people will realize that. And on top of that, too, it's like I only filter stuff out if it's going to hurt somebody, like actually hurt somebody. And that's pretty much it. Like, I'll talk about feminism or whatever and get 10,000 people yelling at me about that. But it's like, well, I don't know. If anybody really dislikes me for the fact that I make these jokes or doesn't want to hire me because of that reason, it's like, whatever, I don't really want to work there. I think that's a really good – I think that's sort of my mentality also, right? But as you get a little older, you know, and I'm, I manage quite a few people at work. Well, granted, it's IGN, so it's more like a kid's playhouse than it is. You know, it's like it's like the ball – room at mcdonald's most of the time um <laughs> smells like piss yeah it really does especially around uh, social media's corner i don't know i don't know why um but i you know i always think that i have to skate that line between mature and i was joking about social media between mature and uh and having fun and i never it never ceases to amaze me how quickly that d evolves to me just saying exactly what comes in my brain but i have this theory and i try to try to share it with everyone in my office um when they'll actually listen to me um which is i think that you can't people really can't hold something against you as long as you come at it from a positive perspective which is what i think you're kind of talking about even where it's you can criticize things but if you use sort of a positive energy or if you're if trying to trying to say, keep everything in a positive light i really don't think that there's anything wrong with that right i think you can just put positive energy out into the world not to get too uh philosophical on you guys right now but i think that's okay i think it's i think you get into trouble when you start going when you start finding the negative and you start like kind of using that as your excuse to be funny you're just making fun of someone or constantly trolling yeah. someone or things like that right yeah and i think that's where you're not you're not clever anymore yeah like i don't really like calling people out unless it's like a friend that it'll actually be hilarious or something but and the other thing too is if i notice myself being like a negative nancy on Twitter for an extended period of time, and I do tend to notice it, then I just don't tweet for like a day and stuff, let myself reset. Because if you're just like putting that stuff out in the world, you're also just kind of like taking it in and just being negative in your brain, and yeah. that's all that's there. You get that exponential effect where you're like, then yeah. all of a sudden, every time you see anything, you hate it immediately without giving it a fair chance. Yeah. Yeah. Social media says I'm cynical, therefore I'm cynical. There you are. <laughs> for me, it's like I won't tweet something like during the day. This is this is weird for me on Twitter. During the day, I won't tweet something unless I'm like absolutely fucking sure that I'm right about it. So I do that, and if people try and argue with something I say, like I tried to use the DualShock Four on my PC, it does not work. Like it works. As in, I can plug it in and it'll charge, but it does not work with 
90% of the games I tried it with. And people tried to argue that fact to me, and I was like, no, I have firsthand experience that it does not work, and they're linking me to articles from Sony that say it does. They're like, this article says. Then, then like, I'll argue because it's like I have firsthand experience. But um, with Twitter, for me, I usually keep my jokes to myself because I just don't, I don't really want to talk to someone if they're offended because I just don't want to waste my time trying to justify my joke to someone. Like, yeah. I, I'd rather have like a meaningful, like positive conversation with someone on Twitter. And um, most of my like humor like doesn't connect with other people. So like usually like when I'm like laying in bed, surfing on like the internet on my phone, I'll just like tweet a joke that I think is funny and I know my friends will see. And then they'll like probably just text me about it. Like right now, my friends and I are all like kind of obsessed with BMO from Adventure Time. So I'll just like tweet quotes from BMO and like not expect a reply. And normally I don't get them. That's fine. But I'll never go out of my way to argue with someone who says something I don't like. Normally I'll just like, if I always knee jerk want to reply, like you're wrong. I hate you. But I just will unfollow <laughs> them for a couple of days and like cool off and then follow them again later. Like there, wow, you put a lot of thought into this. Well, <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. important because, I want to, like, I have, I want to get my work out there, you know, like my writing and stuff, which yeah. means I need followers and I don't want to offend people and make them unfollow me because well, true, it's, it's true story. Me and Jimmy became friends because he asked me, how do you get followers on Twitter? And yeah. I sat down with him and showed him what I had a ton, And I was like, well, I need more followers because I need people to see my work. Cause that's like yeah. really important to what I want to do. Well, that's an interesting question because what, like you have to, if you're, if you're trying to get followers, and I, I say this all the time because I, you know, on what I do at IGN versus what we do on Game Over Greggy is completely different, right? IGN is about mass broad appeal. Uh, we try to we try to you know be as intimate as possible with our audience, but it's so hard because we put out so much content. Yeah. Um, and so you sort of have to homogenize things a little bit. And I'll probably get killed for saying that, but on on YouTube, you can say you have to you, you actually it behooves you to say exactly what you mean and exactly who, and like be exactly who you are, because if you're cultivating an audience that doesn't really know who you are, then they don't ever really like you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. They're not really going to like what you're putting in front of them. And so, in other words, Jimmy, I think you're doing the right thing, but, you know, I I mean, as long as you can stand by a statement, I say put it out there. I mean, that's mm -hmm. it's it's worth having an opinion every single time, in my, in my opinion. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, there's there are certain things. Like, when people say that that new Tomb Raider game is a better Uncharted than Uncharted, I will argue with them endlessly on it because i don't agree with that They're you just, just like, hate women jimmy we all yeah, know it that's it that i hate feminists i hate women no <laughs> there's just certain there are certain things like where i think i'm like really right on to myself that i will share my opinion on but most of the stuff is like so trivial that it doesn't matter you know like I, i'll tweet about apple a lot because i all my apple stuff i've been cursed where it just breaks for no reason, like my <laughs> headphone jack will just always die. Like all my iPhones, the headphone jack has always gotten messed up somehow. And my laptops have just always been messed up. I don't know why, honestly, but I'll tweet about that because every time I go to the Apple store, they talk to me like I have a mental deficiency. And I hate <laughs> that because like when I'm not at school, I work in IT. I know how computers work and I don't need people to tell me like, well, your programs are running slow because your RAM's getting full. I'm like, no shit. Thank you for that one, but that's not the issue I'm having, you know. But there's very just just I have to be very specific and careful because, like, I could complain a lot more than I do on Twitter about a lot more trivial things. 
I say fuck it, let it loose. Well, <laughs> that's how like that's how I lose followers. You know, like I say something, yeah. someone mad they follow me, then I cannot. Then that's one more person who doesn't see my review of Lost <laughs> Game. You know. So. Yeah. Do, do we have time for um, a question from the audience? Sure. Let's take let's take a let's take questions and then we'll do like one last prediction before we sign out of here. All right. All right. So Jay Blake Ray asks Nick, yes. what is your top three creative influences? Oh, um, that's a hard question. That's a good question. Um, I would. They're probably gonna be all directors for movies, most likely. You got. I'll probably say Steven Spielberg has to be one of them. Um, okay. As a creative influence, I think there's not a person that was born in the 80s that can't put him top on the list. Um, okay. I would say maybe probably Tim Burton as a second one. I know I'm kind of going the easy route, and here's why. Tim Burton made one of my favorite movies, not the movie that I've watched the most in my entire life, which is the 1989 Batman. And it was the first movie I'd seen that really opened the door to superheroes for me, like comic books and superheroes in general. I actually didn't like Batman until that movie. I didn't have any fascination with DC or Marvel. It didn't matter to me. Saw that. He made me actually – he made me see the magic of what that world is, which I think is phenomenal. Um, and then as a third creative influence, I'll go personal. Uh, I'll say my brother. My brother is a uh, – He's a scenic artist and designer down in Southern California, um, and he is a person who has taught me the practical value of creativity and how to actually apply that to something to create something, which, you know, sort of goes along the difference between, like, watching a movie and writing a movie, right? They're totally different things, but you have to have that appreciation for the ethic that goes into the creative process, and he's the person that kind of instilled that in me, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That was a, that's actually a really good question. It's a really good question. Yeah, thank you, Jay Blake Ray, or why have one PS4 on Twitter? Justin D, one of our super fans, asked, what is the hardest part of your job? He asked Nick directly, but I think we could probably all answer this because we all have interesting jobs. Yeah. Um, hardest part of my job is, I would say, um, skating that line between sort of writing the trends that happen and then creating the trends yourself, which is always, I think, the burden that the content creator bears. Um, you know, it's so easy to want to like do what everyone else is doing. But in reality, you can't if you ever want to actually curate and cultivate your own audience right you, you have to sort of offer people unique things and that's really hard to do in this day and age when everyone's doing everything you know yeah hmm. yeah that and getting up in the morning that's real hard too <laughs> jimmy what's the hardest thing about uh i guess reviewing games probably don't want to talk about your day job too much uh, not being mean is one thing you, you know you can get really mad at games and then you're like, wait, someone worked really hard either way. Can't be a dick. And then um, just getting respect from people who are prominent in the industry you want to, like, be a part of and, like, getting recognition and being noticed. You know, like, that's that's hard. That's hey, Jimmy, hard. Let, me, let me ask yeah. you this. Do you see yourself working for a big media outlet one day, like IGN or GameSpot? Yeah, yeah. that's, like, yeah. my goal. That's the goal? That's been going okay. Do you um, – I, I think Greg told me you guys asked him that question last week. 
um, about like how to how to break into the industry. Yeah, you kind of, kind of talk about that. Can you talk about that a little bit? You just you have to be relentless in a way that isn't annoying, which is a really hard line to walk. You know, like just be genuine. That's right. what I try and do. Like I write a ton of stuff. I put something up nearly every day, but I don't tweet all my stuff at like say Greg. Right. Um, I'll find the best thing that I wrote this week and then say, hey, if you get a second, check this out. And then if you do that enough. Oftentimes, people like respond and say, "Here's my email. You can just email this stuff to me. You don't have to like tweet it at me." And then you build a relationship with these people, and then you know you talk to them. And it's that's like you just have to be genuine. You know, like you have to not you have to pick your best stuff and make sure that's what you're sending out. Definitely, and it's hard to pick that out sometimes because you think everything you do is good, or you ever think it's bad. So yeah, it's me. Yeah. I'm more on that side. Yeah. I think I'm one of those guys that hates everything I do the second it's done. I'm like, oh, it's rubbish. It's terrible. Except my hair. I love the way my hair looks every day. <laughs> yeah. Probably way more than I should. But no, I think that's I think the same uh, goes true for any industry, right? I mean, it's about being tenacious, but a charming type of tenacious. Just being nice. Um, Just being a nice person usually works. Out. Be a nice person. Be confident, yeah. right? Be confident that maybe you don't have the stuff right now, but you're you're gonna have the stuff yeah. soon. And don't, don't get where, being nice be. confused with being a pushover, though. Because oh, I yeah, know that like not. a lot of people who do that. Well, there are guys like Greg, like Greg specifically, like if you're a pushover, he will push over you, walk over you and never see you again. Like I've seen him talk to people. He's like one of the coolest guys on the planet, but I've seen people say things to him and he'll, he'll push back a little bit just to kind of see, you know, is this guy going to have the stuff? Is he going to be, is he going to stand up for himself and have the courage to stick with his convictions and, you know, defend his work because you have to do that. Right. No one believes, I don't think there's anyone out in the world that instantly is going to think, okay, this guy is probably amazing at what he does. They're not going to take your word for it. You have to convince them to look at your stuff, and then even if they don't see it in the right light, you have to convince them that they're looking at it in the wrong light. You know, it's it's hard living out there these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's the same thing for me. Like I'm studying computer science to program, but I work in my day job as a designer, and it's just like present the best things that you have because and be able to argue for those things, especially yeah, if they're out there. Be prepared there. to defend them. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, especially with writing or anything visual that people can have an opinion on, like obviously it doesn't work the same when I show somebody my code, but everybody's going to have an opinion on something and you need to be able to defend your opinion and put yourself out there, even though it gets really personal and emotional sometimes if you're passionate about it. Yeah, and it's hard, and you have to deal with rejection. Like, Jimmy, you're going to you probably deal with rejection on a daily basis. Get oh, used to that. Move beyond it, you know? Just make sure that you are the biggest advocate for your own work until someone – and someone will eventually become your advocate, and they yeah. will push for you, and you will get what you want if you stay at it long enough. That's just the like, way it goes. Like, I – I started talking to Greg more this year, like right around like March, my birthday, that all thing. But people think that like it just happened. But it, what before that, I had been always sending my stuff to him and he wouldn't answer. But then like once in a while, he would just like respond and say, yeah, I've been reading it. And like I could have got discouraged, but I just like I didn't either way. It didn't if, if he wasn't reading it. Other people might see that I tweeted it at him, and then they would read it, and that would work out yeah. for me. So, so what? And if he did Wait, read it, his, he read it. His only response to you for a number of years was, I've been reading it. Well, no, <laughs> he'd be like, this is good. You know, like, he's short, and that's totally fine with me. Because, you yeah. know, like, it got to a point where I feel like him answering me would kind of be 
like see come off as playing favorites you know because like i send so much stuff to him that like even answering the bare minimum from me at a point would have like seemed like more than everyone else you know so i was totally fine with that and it worked out just be, like by random chance you know like that's how a lot of things worked out but you just you have to not get discouraged also that's another thing like you just have to like if you get rejected you get rejected so what try again keep that's, on keeping on yeah yeah so i got i got one one more prediction we'll close we'll wrap this thing up my 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 big prediction and it's probably going to piss some people off but i don't think we're going to see or hear about a Half-Life 3 in 2014. Oh, uh, no. I don't know that Eden and Jimmy care much about that, but... What? I know I do. <laughs> when I, don't care. I love that game so much. When did Episode 2 come out? Episode 2 was the last one, right? Episode 2 came shit. out... Early high school? Three, four years ago? Four and a half years ago? And that was that's the not. last time we've seen Half-Life, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. And, oh, I've heard about Half-Life. No, it has to be longer than that because I think it's it came out. I was in early high school when it came yeah. out. Just Orange Box came out like a few Episode years. two? Yes. Yeah. Oh, episode two, you're right. Yeah, episode one came out a while back, and then it took forever to get episode two out, and then it was. And Because I don't know if you guys remember. 2007. It was 2007. supposed to be episode one, two, three, and they've uh, since then have completely ignored or forgot about the fact that they had said there was going to be three episodes. They said now... that they were just turning that into a new game or something. That's what they said. And that's when I was like, no check out. Of it since then. I was that, like, always, no. that always blows my mind with these companies. I mean, I, I know it's really hard to make a game, and I know it's even harder to run a successful game company. But when you're just, I mean, I guess Valve doesn't need the money, but when you have a product that if you put out, you're basically printing money. Anyone who's played <laughs> Half-Life at this point is would pay any number of dollars up to probably, I'd probably pay Sixty dollars just to play that episode, probably maybe not. But you know, they're not offering it for nearly that much. Why don't they just make it and put it out? I never yeah. understand it. Yeah, it's like the I same with think... Nintendo. Just keep putting out the same thing. Give me freaking downloadable, playable characters in Smash Brothers, yeah. for Christ's sake. I just think that with with the arrival of the Steam Box and and Steam OS and all that stuff, there's no way that they're focusing on on Half Life Three right now. I just and it's smart. It's I mean, you got the you know. Controlling your distribution okay. platform is a huge, huge, huge strategy. It really – it basically allows you to to set the tone for your entire – whatever you're putting out. I mean your entire industry and all your sales. So I get that. But I've been to Valve. It's a big company. they got guys that can work on stuff. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're busy. They're busy. They give you a division to make Half-Life 3. You can just oh, run it. God, that would be terrible. Well, yeah, especially since I just gave them a stunning description of how their business works. They got <laughs> Wait, if you, put, if you had glasses on, you would look just like um, the main character. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say Gabe Newell. I was like, oh, <laughs> no, that's where I thought she was going. I was I like, don't tell him that. He has to shave his head and be Max Payne. <laughs> I would do that. I would definitely do that. Was that was that one of you guys that tweeted that? Someone yeah, tweeted that. Yeah, that was that. me. Oh, I love that. I might do that for next year's uh, Christmas or not Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, I'll do it for Christmas. I'll do it for Christmas. See my mom's Rockstar site. What's that? You can buy his like goofy Hawaiian shirt on Rockstar's website. Okay. So now Deal. you got a costume. I was either gonna right, do that or so. Prince, but yeah, maybe I'll be that. <laughs> so that being said, I think uh, I think we'll I think we'll sign it off. Yeah, that was a good episode, no. guys. Yeah. No. 
It has to end sometime. I have, I don't I have, a, party, want to. I have a party happening at my house here in like t- 20 minutes. Is it yours? I have to get presentable here. On a Sunday um, night. Oh, throw that wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh. Wait, yeah. What kind of party are you having on a Sunday night? A, a, a birthday get together. For who? For my baby mama. Oh, no, nice. I thought you were gonna say your baby. It's his three and a half month. <laughs> yeah, he's three and a half months old, so uh, we're gonna have a three and a half month, uh, three and a half. That's month like party. a party for you because he's still. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah. So anyway, this is uh. Thanks, thanks for joining us, Nick. Yeah, My pleasure, thank guys. you. Thanks so for much. having me anytime. That was yeah, fun. Was great. Yeah, it's been a fantastic episode. Um, you want to take us out, Eden? Sure. If you would like to get in contact with Nick, you can follow him on Nick underscore Scavpino on Twitter. Uh, you can see him on the Game Over Greggy show on YouTube Monday to Friday, and he does the podcast on Fridays and Mondays on that YouTube channel and their band camp. You can also see all of his work on IGN, so go check it out. If you'd like to follow Jimmy Champagne on Twitter, his Twitter name is Jimmy Champagne, and you can follow him there, or you can read his writing on randomhavoc.com. If you'd like to check out Chris, follow Life in 24 Frames on Twitter and on Facebook. If you'd like to check out Anthony, you can follow Necron99, N-E-K-K-R-O-N. And if you'd like to follow me, you can check out Eden the Cat or check out my YouTube channel, Eden Does Stuff, which is returning tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to episode seven of the 36 Man Podcast. And we'll talk to you next week. Peace. Champagne. See you later. Hey, I just want to thank everybody for listening and let you know that what you just listened to was actually uh, a live recording of our Google chat because uh, we lost some files this week and weren't able to recover them. So we had to use our backup master plan, uh, which is the Google chat stream. So that's what you just listened to. Thanks for putting up with it. Uh, I know the audio wasn't the best in some spots. Um, And if you're listening this far into the podcast... Congratulations on your discovery of the secret audio track. Woke up this morning with love in mind It's raining outside But my love still shine It kept me warm Until my plane Touched the sky Try to make-
What am I doing here? What am I doing here? Woke up this morning with love in my Raining outside, but my love still shined. Kept me warm until my plane touched the sky.